Welcome to the Wealth is in the Details podcast. In this podcast, financial planner Peter Raskin helps families and business owners understand and prepare for their wealth journey. Along the way, thoughtful and detailed planning can provide clarity and confidence as clients confront a multitude of financial decisions. Listen in as Peter shares stories and insight into people's wealth journeys. Now, let's get into today's podcast. Hello, and welcome to Wealth is in the Details with Peter Raskin from Raskin Planning Group. Peter, it's so good to be back with you. How are you? I'm great. How about yourself, Eric? I am doing fantastic. I know that uh, you know we're we're drawing close to the end of the year. You know we're approaching the last quarter, and I know that you you do a ton of planning and, and speaking with clients in the next few months. So let's talk about what you you're talking about with your clients and what they should be thinking about. Yeah, you know th- it feels like uh, September first comes along, and you know people are just pressing on the uh, pressing on the pedal. You know things mm-hmm. just don't things just quicken up you know we just it just is i I don't know why but that's just is what happens and you know it's a busy time and it it goes by quickly all of a sudden uh it's going to be the end of october and then people are thinking thanksgiving and then there's the holiday the other holiday you know Mm -hmm. it just gets crazy busy so i i just feel so strongly that we just don't want to leave everything to the last minute and even the last quarter is kind of pushing it for some for for a lot of people so uh, we want to we want to be aware that if we want to get things done in a calendar year, because some of these things are we're talking about tax planning, we're talking about, you know, the calendar year that we need to do these things. We and we need to involve our other advisors. You know, we need to invite involve our accountants, maybe our attorneys, our investment folks, you know, our financial planner and and to be quite honest with all the people listening, you know, we're all really busy at the end of the year, personally and professionally. And the, 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 the more quickly you, you, you start reaching out to your advisors, the more attention they can give you. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's just the, the way it is. And, uh, and so not only are, are you calling them, but so is everyone else. So it just, from experience, it just, Speak to them early, work with them. Don't wait until the last minute in order to do the planning for the, for the year. Yeah. Do you, do you remember when we were kids, Peter? I mean, like 10, 12, 15 days before Christmas, every day felt like a month, right? Yeah. It's, it's like the opposite. Like every day now is like maybe 30 minutes long and it's just like, it's gone yeah. quick. Right. So I get that. I, I'm a terrible procrastinator. So this message is for me uh, for sure. Uh, but let me ask you this: What's the best way to approach the last quarter's planning? Well, I, I think the best thing to do is just to to, to think about this in in, in categories. Okay. You know, it just try to compartmentalize things. So we we have assets, and there's things to consider with your assets, your investments, for example. Um, there's tax planning, and that's going to drive a lot of our discussion because that's a lot of end of mm-hmm. year kinds of things. You know, calendar year. Along with that is cash flow planning. Um, then we've got insurance uh, planning, and I think we th- that is often has has calendar year written all over it, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and, and just things to consider. And then and then estate planning. That's a piece of it. Um, not for everyone. And and these things are not items that you need to act, absolutely work with every single year. But in general, 
um, some of these areas are going to be of, of more concern to others. And I think you just got to prioritize your, your, your goals. And again, if we do this planning year round, it becomes less of a burden in this last quarter. Yeah, I would assume that you can avoid that deep look into different areas if you're doing it more often. And maybe it's just a glance. And some of these in some of these categories, you can just glance at it and say, "Yeah, okay, we're good for for this." Now let's dive into some exactly. of the ones that are going to be more important year end. Correct? Yep, that's okay. the way I think about it. All right. Well, let's let's start with assets. I think that was the first thing on your list. Uh, what should our listeners be thinking about when it comes to assets? So the first thing I think we we need to consider for our assets is just is something that we've experienced this year, unfortunately. Uh, many of us with investments that are in non-retirement accounts, what we call taxable investment accounts, have unrealized losses, uh, yeah. unfortunately. But that's not really unusual. Oftentimes, it, almost throughout the year, there are losses in our portfolios because we own stocks and bonds and mutual funds that go up and down. So it's not unusual. This year just may be exaggerated. <laughs> um, but but consider realizing those losses to offset any capital gains that you might have or use those losses to write off $3,000 against your ordinary income. So that's something that needs to be that needs to happen before December 31st. If you've got losses, you want to if you do have losses and it makes sense from an investment perspective, we want to realize those losses. We want to sell the asset, realize the loss, and then book it as a as, as a loss from a tax perspective before year end. And then the next thing we need to think about um, are are these these assets that we hold in these taxable accounts. Are they subject to end of year capital gain distributions? Uh, now, you know, many, many of our clients have mutual funds, as just an example, that um, that distribute capital gains, not every single year, but but that capital gain distribution varies. Sometimes it's it's a lot. Sometimes it's a little. It's out of our control. But we need to think about that. Uh, there are things that you can do. For example, if you own, own mutual funds, Typically in November, early December, uh, the mutual fund company will announce what those projected capital gain distributions will be. So you have a sense of what they are. Um, sometimes it makes sense, even though even though you have a loss in your mutual fund, it's still it may make sense to sell that mutual fund and capture the loss mm -hmm. um, before the gain is is distributed. Because even when there are losses in a mutual fund, there could still be capital gains because they're buying and selling stocks and bonds uh, throughout the year. So it's just an interesting conversation to have uh, with your mutual fund company <laughs> and say, do, what, what might my capital gain distributions be this year? Uh, and then the other thing to, be cons to consider with your assets, if you're age 72 or older, are you taking a required minimum distribution from an inherited IRA? Uh, or or a or an IRA, so these 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 required minimum distributions have to happen for anyone who's over age seventy two. If if this is the year, you want to make sure that you're taking it, or you're making sure you you take it when you should be, which might be by April of the, of the next year. And you also understand that you don't necessarily need to take it all from from 
from each and every IRA. You could take it more from one IRA, uh, less from another or, or none from another. Uh, and then remember also, if you're an employer, I mean, so if you're working for, for someone, you're still employed, you're 72 plus, you may not need to take your requirement distribution from your retirement plan. Um, and so if you can defer, if you want to defer, it may make sense. It may also make sense to, to, to take it in that year. So that's kind of the, think about your assets, whether they're in taxable accounts, whether they're in IRAs and what that means from a tax perspective for you. See, I learned something new every time we get together. I did not know that it was that flexible when it comes to RMDs that you can take from one account and not another, or you know, a certain percentage from one and, and certain percentage from another. I didn't know that there was that flexibility. Also, I just want to highlight the fact that you've spoken on previous podcasts before, and I know we're not going to dig into it this one because we don't have time, but that there are some planning techniques when it comes to RMDs and charitable planning. Um, so I don't remember which episode that is, but uh, Peter, maybe we can put a link to that in the show notes or something, um, because I know you've spoken about that before. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, well, and I'll talk about that in a little bit as well. Okay. That's an important part of the, of planning. All right. Sounds good. All right. Then let's move on to tax planning issues. Since we're still talking a little bit about taxes, tax planning issues with this was the second thing on your list. Yeah. And this is, um, this is an area that, that uh, I definitely have done uh, many podcasts on tax planning and mm -hmm. I'll, I'll probably continue to do podcasts on tax planning <laughs> because it's so important. And this is also vital that you get your um your accountant involved in this conversation if you're a do-it-yourself uh, tax preparer you're doing your own taxes then uh, this is something you really need to to consider it's all about you know thinking about your future tax situation your future income so the first thing we want to think about is um would you expect your income to increase in the future a and if if you do, you want, might want to consider following strategies that are going to minimize that future tax liability. Because it's if your income is going to be higher in the future, you know it's going to be. For example, you know that the following year is going to be a you're going to get a significant bonus, or you need to take a significant distribution from a a, a retirement account, or you need to sell a security that's got a large capital gain. All of these things should be work into your into your mindset. But if that's the case, if if your income is going to increase in the future, um, you want to make sure you're you're maximizing your Roth IRA or Roth 401k contributions, and maybe doing Roth conversions in this lower tax bracket year. Uh, another thing is to, if if you can make consider making after tax 401k contributions to to your retirement plan if it's available. Um, and then if you're over age 59 and a half uh, or over, you might want to begin accelerating those IRA withdrawals. And, and the reason for that is you want to fill up the, the lower tax brackets. And I'll talk a little bit in, in a few minutes about the tax brackets. But um, if you can take out money from your retirement accounts that's taxable now at a lower tax bracket, then you will have to take it out in the future. Take it out now. It just makes sense. So the first issue is, do you expect your, your income to be to increase in the future? Um, on the opposite side of that, do you expect your income to decrease in the future? So this is a year you've gotten that big bonus 
taking that big distribution from your retirement plans? Well, let's let's use strategies that reduce your income now. So maximize your 401k. Um, take advantage of of certain investment vehicles. And, and here they're they're not available to everyone, but for some of our uh, higher net worth and higher income clients and, and and people listening, they might want to consider oil and gas exploration investments that can provide some current tax advantages and, and possibly future income. Um, again, not available to everyone, um, it, it, but it's it, it's something to consider. Um, so the other thing is, is, do you have any capital losses for this year or carry forwards from private prior years? Um, and a carry forward loss is just that you're not able to use it all. You're not, you, you don't, if you've got a loss in a given year, you've taken full advantage of the $3,000 deduction off of your income. Um, you don't have any other, any other gains to offset your losses with you. You carry those forward. You, 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 you book them for future years. Um, but consider realizing gains in your non-retirement accounts to offset those carry forward losses. Um, and again, use any of those carry forward losses in the current year to 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 reduce your ordinary to reduce your income by the three thousand dollars that's available to you. So these are all things you know. If your is your income going to be greater in the future? Is it going to be lower in the future? Um, those are those are the kind of the drivers there. And then, are you on a, uh, on a threshold of a tax bracket? And this is what I wanted to talk a little bit about in more detail. Um, so think about marginal tax brackets as kind of an, someone climbing a ladder and and every step you take up the ladder, meaning every every as your income increases, you're stepping up the ladder. For every time you reach that next step, your the tax bracket on that additional income goes up. Hi, this is Catherine Broy from the Raskin Planning Group. Apologies for the interruption. Thanks so much for listening to Wealth is in the Details. We hope you're enjoying it so far. If you have any questions or would like to talk more about this topic, please visit our website at www.raskinplanning.com. Look for the podcast's show notes and connect with us via social media. So think about it, climbing a ladder. And if if we're if we're on the cusp of a of a tax bracket, we don't want to we don't want to go over it because for every dollar we exceed that 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 point that dollar amount, we're going to pay a higher tax, a higher percentage of our income mm -hmm. on on that a, a tax on that income, and so we just want to stay below it if we can. So we want to consider strategies that defer income or accelerate deductions if we're kind of right there at the edge or we're 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 right above that marginal tax bracket to keep you in that lower bracket and just some examples some quick examples it, it's it's always i think it's hard to to give examples when it comes to numbers on a podcast um, but if your taxable income if you're single your taxable income is below $170,000 um you're in a a 24% marginal tax bracket but if your income exceeds 170,000 um the next dollar of income is going to be taxed at 32%. So you can see how 
by just increasing it by a dollar, you don't increase your entire income tax on dollar one. You just increase it on the amount that exceeds one hundred and seventy thousand dollars. Mm -hmm. So if we we want to just stay below that if possible. Um, just as another example, if your taxable income is above and you're single, uh, $459,750, uh, if, it, if it's above that, any long-term capital gains will be taxed at the higher 20% tax bracket as opposed to the 15%. So again, if you're at that cusp, then you 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 want to you want to make sure you're going to be below it. So again, it's just a thoughtful way to understand the tax brackets and and and, and your year, your year-end planning. Um, one more example: uh, if your modified adjusted gross income is over two hundred thousand dollars and you're single, you may be subject to an additional tax called the three. It's called a net investment income tax. And that that additional tax is at three three point eight percent. So it's not it's not de minimis. It's 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 significant. So we want to make sure we're working with the tax brackets. Um, this is not necessarily applicable for everyone, but if you're if you are on Medicare, um, you may be subject to a a premium adjustment if your income is over certain amounts. So Again, when you're thinking about accelerating income, um, think about how Medicare, your your cost for Medicare is going to be affected. And that can be very significant and surprising to people. Um, it, it's a look back. It's looking back at, at uh, the two pre at the at the at the the, the previous uh, tax year, two previous tax years. So you, you know, right now we're in 2022. They've they the the uh uh, Social Security uh, Administration figured out your surcharge uh, based upon the tw your 2020 taxes. So again, it's always just we want to think about it. Um, and that these are issues that we definitely need to bring the accountant into mm -hmm. into the conversation. It's vital. Um, we talked about charitable planning a little bit earlier. And if you if you want to if you're charitably inclined and you want to reduce taxes, well. Consider using a qualified charitable distribution from an IRA. That's a great thing to do. Um, and then, if you're uh, if you're if you expect to uh, take the standard deduction in a given year as opposed to itemizing, um, and if you're married filing jointly, for example, that's that's twenty five thousand nine hundred dollars of 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 deductions. Uh, if you're below that twenty five thousand nine hundred dollars. Um, you're you're not itemizing. You're taking the standard deduction, and you may want to um, bunch your charitable contributions into one year every few years in order to get over that standard deduction amount. Again, conversation with the accountant. Think about planning well ahead of time so you can make those charitable decisions. Are you going to receive any any significant windfalls? You know that year mm -hmm. uh, inheritance. Restricted stock units that are vesting, stock options, bonuses. Well, you know, review again with your accountant the, the tax withholdings. Um, these are all the things that we're having conversations with our clients about. So, again, there are no surprises. Um, and then, uh, are you a business owner? And if you are, 
um, again, you really got to talk to your accountant, but there's, um, you know, certain deductions that are available to you that are not available to the individual. Um, there's the qualified business income deduction that that might be something you 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 want to take advantage of, and if you are um, a, so if you are a business owner, uh, you may want to take a look at maximizing your 401k, your pension, or profit sharing plan contribution. So you you qualify for these deductions. Ask your retirement plan provider to 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 review your plan design to make sure your plan is meeting your current objectives from a tax perspective and from an employee retention perspective before a year end is the is the right time to do that. And then again, I'll, I'll harp on this, you know, make sure your advisors are collaborating with each other. It's just so vital. Um, and if they're not, you know, things just, things just uh, don't get addressed. So we always want to make sure we're in conversation with the, uh, the important advisors in, in your world. Yeah. And, and here's the thing <laughs> for those who have been listening for a long time, they know you talk about taxes a lot and you say it on, on most of those podcasts. Like I'm not a CPA, but you know how vital taxes are, you know, to, to the entire picture. So I love the fact that you are so incredibly knowledgeable, even though that's not your full-time job, <laughs> you know? So <laughs> I think it's fantastic. And I think the audience appreciates that. So yes, uh, I love the fact that the, the last point there was collaboration you know, are your advisors collaborating? You've said it also before, for those that are new to the podcast, Peter said it many times before, I'm not looking to replace anybody. I'm looking to help work with the team that maybe you already have in place uh, to be able to make sure all the goals are accomplished and, and every possible advantage is given to the client, um, you know, to pay what they owe, but not more than that, right? So I, that's, I, I right. Think that's fantastic. All right. So I think if I'm not mistaken on your list, the next thing was cash flow issues. Yeah, this is just an important uh, end of year conversation to have with your with your family. Um, can you save more? Do you have extra extra dollars to to set aside? Uh, are just, just there are, are a number of different savings savings vehicles that we're talking to our clients all about. Um, one of those that doesn't get as much attention as it probably should um, is our health savings accounts, um, and these plans are just fantastic. They're they're basically triple tax free. Mm -hmm. um, and I've done a podcast on health savings accounts before. I strongly recommend them as a great uh, savings tool, as well as a, a great way to uh, efficiently pay for healthcare. Um, so, you know, if you're married and you're over age 55, the maximum contribution is $8,300 in 2022. That's, that's additional savings that can be set aside, um, basically tax free. Uh, the, the, your contributions are are not taxable now. Uh, the earnings grow tax deferred, and if they're coming out after age fifty, uh, after age sixty five, uh, to pay for qualified medical expenses, um, they're tax free as they are distributed. So they're mm. just great. Um, another vehicle is just making sure you're maximizing your four hundred one k or four hundred three b plan, and these are salary deferral plans, which reduce your taxes currently. And time and time again, I'm coming across um, clients that are not fully maximizing the family retirement plan options. It just happens. They they just don't do it for whatever reason. And so we're reminding, we're, we're reminding our clients, we're reminding the people that we work with, their spouses to look at what's available and take advantage. Um, 
and you know most most clients can contribute to IRAs. It may not be deductible, uh, but but take a look at Roth IRAs. Talk a look about talk. Take a look at um, at at a, a what we we call a backdoor IRA where you're making a contribution. Or, you're making contribution to a traditional IRA and converting it to a Roth. That may be another option for you. Again, work with your advisor, with your accountant, because they're 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 fraught with um, complexity, but something to consider. And finally, from a cash flow plan standpoint, if 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 it's appropriate, if you've got kids that are are uh, you know going to going to uh, college, graduate school in the future, uh, consider five twenty nine plans. And you know you can you can contribute up to sixteen thousand dollars per person uh, to a uh, a five twenty nine plan, and all the earnings grow tax tax free if they're used to pay for uh, for education. And you can use up to ten thousand dollars a year for um for for high school as well, private private schools. And so that's that's an advantage um, for our uh, wealthier clients that that want to make significant gifts or to to maybe grandkids. Um, Think about accelerating those 529 plans so a a married couple can contribute um, $160,000 in one fell swoop. Now that would be wow. five years worth of contributions to a 529 plan, but it's it, it's a, a, a great way to to just juice a, a, an education fund. Uh, so those are those are things that we're we're looking at. Those are the 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 the. Uh, the easy pickings that we 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 ask questions about: Are you taking advantage of your HSA? Are you maximizing your retirement plan? IRAs, five twenty nine plans, because those are all calendar year um, uh, maximums. So we want to make sure we're we're taking advantage of them. Yeah, absolutely. All right. The next issue you've actually had guests on the show uh, talking about this as well in in previous podcasts, but insurance planning issues. Yeah, this is um, very complicated. Um, you really need a specialist um, on your side of the uh, table here. Just the, the first thing I want to make sure, if, you, if you're a participant in your company's flexible spending account, which is similar to a uh, health savings account, flexible spending accounts allow you to put money aside uh, pre-tax and pay for medical care tax-free, uh, but it's they're use it or lose it. Um, so you want to make sure you're using uh, your flexible spending account dollars in in the calendar year. Doesn't mean you need to submit the claim. Some more often than not, that needs to be submitted to the flexible spending account company. Um, you know, within three months after the calendar year, but you need to expense it. You need to actually have a claim in order for you to to take advantage of that. And then along the same lines, many. Many of our younger clients have depending care flexible spending accounts and just want to make sure you check the deadlines for any of those unused funds. Um, when it comes to health insurance, you want to make sure you're you're taking advantage of your annual deductible. Now, when it, it seems kind of when I talk about taking advantage of your annual deductible, well, if you've already met your annual deductible, remember that that a new deductible clicks in on January 1st. And if you can have that test, if you can have that that treatment uh, in in the year that you've met your deductible already, as opposed to doing it in the new year, maybe that'll that'll help. That'll help. You'll have more of your of your medical expense um, uh, paid for by the insurance company. So just again, think about deductibles. 
Um, another thing that that we just want to make sure our clients are aware of those that are on Medicare. Um, real important discussion is that there's open enrollment period for Medicare coming up October 15th through December 7th. And during that period, you can change your Medigap plan or your Medicare uh, prescription drug plan. It, it, and this is really so important if your needs have changed during the year. Maybe you were on a Medicare Advantage plan that didn't cover you in the way you wanted to be covered. Maybe it didn't give you the options to go to uh, the doctors that you wanted to, to see. Um, well, you can change back from a, a, a Medicare Advantage plan to a, a Medicare uh, original uh, original Medicare plan. It, and that, that could save you, give you flexibility, maybe save you money. The other important thing is to think about changing your drug plan. Uh, drug companies, mm -hmm. the, the prescription drug companies change what they cover each and every year. And if your medication has changed or if the drug company has changed their coverage, you want to make sure that you're, um, you've got the best plan for you in your specific situation. Um, you can go on to uh, medicare.gov and you can research which Part D prescription drug plan is best for you. Just Put in your location, the, the plan you have, the drugs you're taking, and it'll give you the best plans for you. It's really a fantastic tool. Um, so that's that's Medicare's open enrollment period, and now's the time to really begin thinking about it. Um, I know I've referred a um, a consultant to a lot of our clients um, to do these to do this research for them because it is complicated. There's a lot of moving parts and. Um, I strongly recommend that that clients seek out uh, professional assistance here because it is it is unbelievably complicated. At least it, I should say this: it's a different language. Medicare mm -hmm. insurance is just a different language that people just don't always understand, and the rules are changing. And I think it's best to work with people that really know what they're doing. Uh, and then lastly, when it comes to insurance, um, and this is just kind of end of year planning, is thinking, you know, if you don't have insurance currently, for whatever reason, um, you know, remember that the the government's, um, uh, our, our basically our national health plan system, our, our Obamacare is what 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 people are calling it. Their open enrollment is, is November 1st through uh, January 15th. To 2023. So if you don't have coverage right now and you want coverage, you can start you can start signing up for it uh, effective uh, November 1st. So that that those are the insurance planning issues that I think people should consider um, uh, for year end. Got it. Now I know you said that there wasn't a ton to talk about, you know, on a, on an annual basis, uh, but you said there are some estate planning issues that you wanted to cover. Yeah, I mean just. Um, the the big one is just the the taking advantage of the annual exclusion gift. Um, we can any of us can give to a single person sixteen thousand dollars per year um, without filing a gift tax return. It's a, it basically it's a, 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 an information form to the that needs to be submitted to the IRS if your gifts in a given year exceed sixteen thousand dollars. So. If you're um, if you're married, you and your spouse can give thirty two thousand dollars a year to each of your kids. If you're uh, if you're single, you can give sixteen thousand dollars. And we want to make sure that's done prior to the year end. There are advantages to to making large gifts. 
um, in in a given in a given year. It may not be appropriate. It may not be necessary. But those are the the conversations to have uh, with your attorney, with your financial planner. Uh, does it make sense to to make to make those kinds of gifts uh, in the calendar year? And once again, you really want to make sure you're doing this. Uh, you're having this conversation earlier than later because the attorneys get real busy, uh, the accountants get real busy, financial planners get real busy, and it's an important decision. Well, Peter, this has been a, a ton of great information, and it's it's a lot to consider. And, and like you said, we're we're getting close to year end. Um, by the time people are listening to this podcast, we're probably in that last quarter. Uh, that's not a lot of time. No, it isn't. And and I think, you know, I think we all need to think uh, about being efficient in our in our time. You know, mm -hmm. and uh, and planning is one that does take time. It does take thought. Um, and I've said it uh, a few times on the podcast. You want to make sure you're you're planning year round. You're making you want to make sure your your advisors are collaborating um, by doing this year round by collaborating, um, having your advisors collaborate. You're you're really um, you're going to do this more efficiently. It's going to happen. Uh, and it'll be really effective and you'll feel good about it. You're not rushing around at the last minute. Um, frankly, we've had clients call us, um, uh, you know, very toward the very end of December about making uh, gifts of, of 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 stocks to to charities, for example. And it can be done. It just we can't guarantee that it'll happen because the investment companies have to do what they need to do. Uh, and if if client had just reached out six weeks, eight weeks earlier, there wouldn't have been the anxiety and angst. So again, just think ahead, think about what you want, think about what's best for you and your family. And I think you'll, you'll be pleased by, by the results you get. Yeah. You just said a lot of things to think about. I think people need to think about reaching out to you. So Peter, could you give them your contact info so they can reach out to you and your team? Yeah. Uh, probably the best way to reach us is through our, our, uh, our website, go to raskinplanning.com. Our contact information is there. Uh, glad to chat with any of our listeners and certainly our clients. Um, we love to chat throughout the year, but uh, end of year may be as good as, as any time. So happy to chat. Yeah, absolutely. And don't procrastinate. Make the right. call. <laughs> All right, Peter. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Again, like I said earlier in the podcast, I always learn something from you. So I, I appreciate Great. that. So thank you for that. And of course, our last thank you goes to you listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Wealth is in the Details podcast with Peter Raskin. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Peter comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. And we humbly ask that you share this podcast, rate it and leave a review as this actually does help other people find the show. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Raskin Planning Group, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Wealth is in the Details podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Lincoln Financial Advisors Corp. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Peter Raskin is a registered representative of Lincoln Financial Advisors.
Securities offered through Lincoln Financial Advisors Corp., a broker-dealer, member SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Sagemark Consulting, a division of Lincoln Financial Advisors, a registered investment advisor. Insurance offered through Lincoln Affiliates and other fine companies. Raskin Planning Group is a marketing name for registered representatives of Lincoln Financial Advisors. Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation and its representatives do not provide legal or tax advice. You may want to consult a legal or tax advisor regarding any legal or tax information as it relates to your personal circumstances.